Prepare your ears for a Waffle Butt Media Podcast. What's up, Schweg Nation? Welcome to this episode of the Schwegcast. I'm your host, like always, Sam Schwegler. And for those of you new to the show, thank you for listening. It's so great that you're listening. Uh, I hope I do a good job in this show, and I hope uh, you enjoy uh, what you listen to. If you end up liking the show, please uh, subscribe. I would love for you to listen. I'd love to entertain you week by week or every other week by week as we like to do on this show. And, uh, if you don't like the show, leave a review on iTunes. Just tell us why you didn't like the show. Uh, we actually like that feedback on what can make this show better. And if you like the show, we love, uh, good reviews as well. Uh, we like it. If the review is funny enough, I will read it on the show. So that should compel you too. And if you like a show like this, you should go to wafflebuttmedia.com and check out other great shows just like this one. Today on the show, I have Tamara Laurel. I had some I was trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I pronounce her name? So I looked up, like, YouTube videos or anything of her live. Couldn't find any way of how to pronounce her name. So, like, first thing when she came through the studio door, I was just like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, And so, okay, tell me this. How do you pronounce your name? And she said, Tamara, like, camera, Tamara, camera. So that was a great, easy way to uh, pronounce her name. So that's how you know how to pronounce her name, for those of you wondering. Uh, We actually have a little fun talk. Main topic, one thing we talk about, L.A. versus Nashville. We want to say, spoiler alert at the beginning of the show they're both great they just have a few differences and she moved here from la so we do like to talk about those few differences between there so i think it's really cool another thing that i really got into with this conversation we talk about the importance of music resolving you know that could be a good topic i'd love to talk to someone who does a lot more classical music like one of my old professors where i believe that music the important thing about music is how it resolves and saying like saying it doesn't resolve. That's still kind of a form of resolving to me. So if you end on the fifth for those music nerds out there listening, when it ends on the fifth and you kind of unsettling, that's, you know, that's a form of resolving. And that's kind of the point. I think that's one of the most important things in music. Uh, if you do have anything, I'd love to talk to you on Twitter about that. You can hit us up at the Schwegcast. I'd love to talk to you about that. Get a good discussion going. I'd more than happy to reply to you. We also talk about getting eyelash extensions, you know, one of those L.A. things of living and uh, going to both some friends' weddings and the experiences on that and also fashion trends. So it's a fun episode. You definitely don't want to skip on it. Uh, Hopefully this helps you out. I think you'd love this. So stick around. Don't touch that dial, as I like to say. And uh, this is a good time to remind everyone to send your tweets to the Schwedcast. That's a Twitter at the Schwedcast on Twitter uh, to ask my mom and dad a question. The next episode we're doing in two weeks from today, my parents are going to be on the show. It'll be fun. I'm driving up to the little unknown town where they live in, in Missouri for Christmas. I'm taking some time to go up there, see them. And, uh, great i actually you know i saw them on thanksgiving as i said last time and uh yeah we talk a lot they i think they're all in for this and they're actually pretty excited to do it we're gonna do a full live episode where we take that one little break in between to listen to something to listen to some music and uh, we'll see what music we have on that episode then so you're gonna be wanting to do that do that. So ask my parents some questions. You're going to listen to it on our next podcast episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so Grammy nominations happen to come up. So I do want to talk about those, at least one category this episode. I want to talk about best new artists. This is actually a very interesting one, which is like actually the first category I really wanted to get into for uh, my talks each episode on the Grammy nominations. So uh, the nominations for Best New Artists are Alessia Cara, Khalid, 
Lil Uzi Vert, Julia Michaels, and SZA. So let's talk a little bit about these. So Alessia Cara, a great artist and a phenomenal she she's phenomenal she definitely is deserving she has been hit after hit comes up very fast and she's very cool about sticking to what she likes especially with her appearance which is a big thing with female artists that i you know being woke as i like to say is something that's very weird that you know for performing girls have to kind of dress sexier than guys do which in my mind uh you know, I'm not the one controlling anything, but I just think it's cool when she went up to a record label when she first signed. I was like, this is who I am. This is my style. I'm not going to change it for you. So I think that's cool. Khalid is really cool. He blew up really fast. Very talented. Very good music. Little Uzi Burt, I'm not even sure why he got nominated. I feel like in my mind, he's still a SoundCloud rapper. And I think we've talked about what my opinions are on the whole idea of being a SoundCloud rapper who can't say that. Julia Michael, she's definitely got some great hits. And SZA, she just performed on SNL, and, you know, she's very phenomenal, too. And so that's one thing I think is super great. Who I think is going to win this, I believe it is going to be Alessia Cara. She, of all the people on this list, I believe most people will actually recognize Alessia Cara. She's had a lot, a couple hits with uh, Stay, and off her first album has been a lot of hits, hit after hit. And she did that song with Zed, Stay. Uh, no, I messed that up. I did. <laughs> That's not her song. That's what I was thinking of the whole time. She just did that recent hit with Zed called Stay, and which is a phenomenal track, even though it is three chords. And we're talking about that three chord, the four, five, and six, the, or what we like to call the chain smokers, uh, paradigm, uh, necessarily. And so... That's what I think is going to win. I think who who I would want to win, I actually would want Alessia Cara to win or Khalid. Khalid is very good. He's a he's a very talented artist and definitely both deserving of this award. So it's exciting to see who is going to win. But if I was going to place money on it, I would put Alessia Cara. So let's get on to today's sponsors of this episode. The first sponsor is Lyft. The free Lyft app gets users to ride in minutes on demand for less than the cost of a cab, whether it's for a fun night out of the bars or to avoid paying for parking at that next concert you go to. Lyft has you covered. You can use promo code SWEGCAST when signing up and you get a $15 ride credit towards your first ride. So that is promo code SWEGCAST for that $15 ride credit. This episode is also proudly sponsored by DistroKid. DistroKid gets your music out to multiple online retailers and saves you the hassle. This is great for original artists who write original music. And also, if you like to upload covers and you want to get that on Spotify or Apple Music, they'll even get you a license you need for that cover to save you the hassle, which... If you don't know, that is phenomenal. DistroKid is actually what I use for my music, and I can personally vouch for how fantastic they are. Their basic plan starts at $20 a year. That's $20 a year for unlimited uploads, and which is phenomenal. But guess what? You're not going to have, if you want to sign up for DistroKid, you don't actually have to pay that full $20 because you can get a 7% discount off your first year by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Swedcast. We're going to put that link in the description of the episode. That way you have it, and that way you can sign up for Lyft and become a better person in this world, a better musician, and make better music. So without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Tamara Laurel, and like always, stay awesome.
when you came in were both wearing the same color. All black. So is it like a Nashville thing? I mean, I just you moved think? here a couple of months ago, okay. and I've been rolling the all black thing since high school. So okay, cool. So okay, <laughs> I've I kind of started when I moved here. Really? I don't know. I was kind of like I wanted to go back to like this '60s dressing vibe. You yeah. know, that was like my that was my weird thing. It was like let's keep it because for men, I feel like. I'm not one of those, like, flashy dressers. Right. But I also don't want to dress bad. So I want to, like, somewhere in between, like, just, like, simple, but it works. Totally. Black is a safe choice. mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, like, it makes you look skinny. So It makes you look skinny. mm -hmm. It's easier to hide dirt. You look kind of, like, mysterious and edgy when you wear black. It was, like, I I like, because I think I got, I just got a leather jacket. So it really really puts the whole thing together. (laughs) Yeah. Until you, like, like, look really badass. And then all of a sudden, like, you walk out and then... And then I start talking, like, hey, what's up? And then they they hear, like, this, like, high-pitched 17-year-old boy-sounding guy. And then... (laughs) People give me so much shit for it. Am Mm -hmm. I allowed to say that word? Yeah, you can swear as much as you want. Okay, great. Uh, People give me so much shit for it. Uh, My friends and family. And I'm like... Just let me live, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what know. I like. <laughs> well, I know. That's like, I was like, why? Is that the only color you own? I was like, probably. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> I was like, every, it just works with everything. It's right. like black is always going to be in right. style. And people make such a big deal when I wear a color that mm-hmm. it makes me not want to wear a color even mm-hmm. more. I know. It's like every that once in a while you were putting on like a gray shirt and they're like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> I've been in a bunch of weddings lately and they mm-hmm. dress us up in these like, you know, bright pink bridesmaids dresses mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh that's such a nice color on you <laughs> like well good because like, enjoy the photos because yeah. this is never happening again <laughs> i know what because my friends yeah pretty much all my friends are married and yeah so i'm like that weird guy who's like I'm trying to have a career not weird just doing your thing yeah and so like i had to be groomsmen in all their weddings yeah. and like god I, I so my friend curtis he i he made us get these navy blue silk ties. All right. Which, it's not a bad idea. I'm like, it looks good. Yeah. But it had to be this $20 one from Etsy in China. <laughs> it's like, why did this? Like, why this one? Why this specific one? And then, right. oh, and then the other part was, it's like the shirt and the pants were almost an exact copy of my other friend's wedding that we were both in. So I was like, can I just wear like what we wore <laughs> in that? Literally, it was like this light blue shirt and like dark khaki pants and yeah. then brown shoes. I was like literally the same outfit. But the only problem was I think both of those were from Old Navy. This one, this is a new pair of pants with a different fit from Old Navy and a light blue shirt from H&M. So you got to be so specific. Mm-hmm. And you know the men aren't making these decisions. I, I you know. know that, right? But like, like, <laughs> I, under- I understand like the like shirt. And a little bit like, at least buying it from like a company, I can go to a store here and buy. Right. But like the tie is where I got really annoyed. Yeah. So my so I have this plan that whenever I decide to get married, yeah. I'm making all my groomsmen buy whatever I had to buy for their wedding. <laughs> so my friend, so my one friend who got married, the first one who had the original blue and khakis, yeah. he, all he made us buy was our pants, I believe. Okay. And so I'm just going to make him buy his pants. Okay. Everything else we're going to get for him. And then, oh. then my friend, I, I, I'm going to make him buy everything and buy something like a stupid tie from China. Like, that is and hysterical. Then make, I know. And then my friends who got married before I met them, like, they're not going to have to buy anything because they were good friends and didn't invite Those me to their wedding. Those were solid. Exactly. <laughs> good, solid friends. You know what's funny, though, is like... <laughs> One thing I've learned about myself is I, you know, I wear all black. I'm like mm-hmm. a musician in Nashville, mm-hmm. whatever. But I love being a bridesmaid. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. Everyone complains. I'm like, you guys, this is great. <laughs> I don't know why you're complaining. We get to like wear this. We all get to wear the same color. We get to like get our hair done. You know, we get to go to a bachelorette party. Like uh-huh. it's so fun. It's fun. I actually do agree. It can be fun. It's just like the, there's a lot of like annoying things you have to do. Right. Like in the between, which I get annoyed with. It was really funny because when Curtis, he got married, uh, I was just like, hey, what times are uh Times the wedding rehearsal. He's like, it starts at six, but we're gonna be setting up all day. I'm like, all right, see you at six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there at six. Like honestly, it's like the girls are gonna decorate. The guy, they're yeah. just using the guys for heavy lifting. I know. And so they had people uh, there moving things. Wedding, so much money, so mm-hmm. much time mm-hmm. and effort, and and all that. It's fun though. They're I know. Fun. It's just like let's throw one giant party with all the people who like us, but we don't like. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple of friends get married and have big weddings and just say like, I looked around and I didn't even know some of the people. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm hoping that's probably Have you had idea. to do a destination wedding? Um, well, every, de- every wedding for me is a destination wedding because <laughs> I don't live anywhere near my mm-hmm. friends, but um, not Like a really. legit destination, like... Not yet. Like everyone had to drive from somewhere, not just you? Um... No. See, my, my friend Austin, the first one, yeah. the first wedding, he had his in New Mexico, and his and so his wife's family's from Texas, and his family's from Kansas, and so like it was annoying. So he just wanted to annoy all of us. <laughs> just have it in New Mexico. Yeah, of all yeah. Places. They worked at a camp together, it's and pretty. so uh, for like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally five minutes. I'm like so sick of mountains now. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I don't care to like, everyone's like, let's go see the mountains. I'm like, I don't care to see any mountains. You're like, I'm good. They're all the same. We are living in the right spot. I know. There are not a lot of mountains here. I know. But yeah, then we have Smokies. See, I haven't really ventured out too far yet. Those are probably my favorite of all the mountains, though. Really? Of all the ones, the millions I've seen. Yeah. Because those actually have a lot more nature. Most of them are just like, ugh. Mountains. Mm -hmm. I grew up um, in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains up near Seattle. So, like, I'm a mountain girl. Okay. So, I mean, I don't blame you for liking it. I'm just like, you know, uh, I'm like, I'm not going like, to go. I'm, s- good. I'm not going to go pay. somewhere for mountains. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm like, we're, we what you look at because for me it was like, all right, cool, this is cool. Next. All right, let's go do something else yeah. right now. Like I'm always going, I'm always like, all right, we got to keep. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's, what's next? next? All right, all right, oh, totally. all right, all right. <laughs> so, but yeah, so but I'm assuming most destinations for you. Yeah, I mean, this year I was in a wedding in my hometown mm-hmm. in Woodenville, Washington. Mm-hmm. And then a month later I was in another one um, back in L.A. where I just moved okay. from. Okay. So, and then there's been ones in Chicago and more in L.A. They're all over the place. Yours is, yours is an actual good town. Mine's are like in the middle of nowhere. But like, that's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something there's something charming about I that. I know. that we, we, It was a fun trip. So we have like good stories. But yeah. then like... We get really, and then there's like parts of like, ah, will we go back? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you always have the memories, and that's mm-hmm. what it's about, you know? Is there any like state or location that you've been to that like you never want to go to again? Yes, but I feel so bad saying it. I can give, I can give if it's my. In Missouri, you can say it. I can give my reason. Okay, let's, let's do that then. So I moved out here last, or this summer, so like mm-hmm. three or four months ago. And I. I got pulled over in Arkansas. Okay. And the state trooper made me get out of the car and just gave me a really hard time. What? And I was, like, very nervous. It was, like, a very nervous moment. And I don't usually get nervous around, like, cops or anything yeah. like that. But I remember getting back in the car and being like, 
okay, I need to drive as fast as I can to get out of this state mm-hmm. as fast as I can. So Arkansas, but like, I don't, you know, like we, I stayed the night over in Little Rock and had a lovely time. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like alienate the state of Arkansas, but that state trooper scared me. Why did they make you get out of the car? That's I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't, maybe I I had like California plates and I don't know. I was like, we Arkansas people don't take kindly <laughs> like, to you, what are you, you city folks. <laughs> what are you doing out here? Like, no, um, he was he was nice. He just had some questions, and I don't know. Maybe wanted to make sure I wasn't mm-hmm. drunk. It was like two in the afternoon on a Sunday, so I don't really know what's what going on. That's when I get drunk. So <laughs> I guess actually mm-hmm. in this town, that is a fair point. I don't know. I mean, like, Any, what, where else no are you supposed to get drunk t- at? Honestly, everyone warned me that this was a drinking town, and I'm not a huge drinker. And before moving here, I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then a month in, I was like, all right, they were not lying. This is a drinking mm-hmm. town. Well, I just moved here. I moved here it was almost a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. It was like a small college town. So when I finished school. And so it's like that all you did there was drink. So I'm like, so I guess right. I, I'm not seeing it. You're like, I just always drink. <laughs> and a lot of my friends are a lot older. Okay, yeah. And so so like they, they're like more responsible with their yeah. drinking. And then like oh. my friends like my age are just like. Drink everything. Someone someone said, you're going to eat a lot and drink a lot. And I was like, uh, okay, you don't know me. I, like, I already did that. <laughs> and then I got here. I was like, you were right. You were very, very right. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how it's been going so far. But at some point, you have to decide, like, am I going to go on a diet or am I going to become a professional, like, competitive eater? You, there's only two directions. Know, Those are your like, only two choices, like, you know? Well, I could pursue that. Or right. I could try to make myself a little bit better. Right. It's like, do I allow myself to just go buy bigger clothing mm-hmm. or do I like get disciplined and make myself? The, the point of fat you need to get is where like <laughs> if you do lo- get to your desired weight, like you don't have to change your wardrobe. Totally. That's, that's about as fat as you should get. 100%. I like don't mm-hmm. care how much I weigh. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with all that. If my clothes start not fitting like that's in either direction, like mm-hmm. if I lose too much weight, then my clothes look bad or gain too much weight, then my clothes look bad. Like that's when we have the problem. I just discovered a couple months ago that I've been wearing my shirts like way too tight. Really? Well, yeah. up to who? Uh, according to who? Um, to myself. Okay, and I realized fair. that like. Was it like a photo like, I think, like, moment? Men's shirts are getting a little baggier. Not like super baggy, but like a little bit okay. looser. It's not my area of expertise, but I'm going to trust you. Apparently it's right. mine for some reason. <laughs> but but so I was like, okay. So like, you know, because you see like the long shirts, those are going out, but like yeah. a little bit baggier. Okay. So I like started wearing them. I'm like, man, are my shirts just, and then I put back on a smaller one. I was like, <laughs> am I just been wearing the wrong shirt size my right. entire, and then, you know, you live in Missouri. So like the people you see. I lived in Missouri for like 10 years. The people I saw were just in like overalls and nothing else. So you're just like, like, I don't know what I'm doing. So like you don't know like fashion. And then you see people here like, man, everyone looks so cool here. Yeah. I'm just some farm boy. (laughs) Some middle of nowhere. That's funny. It's also like for a woman as like the pants get higher, like um, high-waisted versus Mm low-waisted. I put on a pair of like my old low-waisted jeans the other Mm -hmm. day that I used to wear every day that felt totally normal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like... These are so low. What was I thinking? I think you just get used mm-hmm. to the, yeah. the changing trends. Mm-hmm. What uh, What was the one weird thing I had? I can't. I had it, and it's now it's gone. But, <laughs> I, God, what was, what was it? Oh, well, I guess it's gone. It's out of my head now. Then that, that, Oh, no, I did. I remember it. So, female fashion trends yes. that I'm trying to understand. Okay. So, well, I don't think it's, I don't have a problem with it. I'm like, I'm just going on a soapbox because okay. I can because it's, it's my show. show. It's my show. <laughs> I can set, talk about whatever I want. So, it's like the high-waisted shorts and then the crop top and then like okay. where the belly button's covered up. Yeah. So, 
like for a while I was like freaking out because I was just thinking like, do these people just not have belly buttons? Like, is this like a Kyle XY <laughs> thing? And then I realized, like, oh yeah, they're high waisted, and so like they, right, they cover up the belly button. And, and I'm then... actually into that trend. Yeah, I mean it's I not bad. I don't. I choose to not show my belly button mm-hmm. when I dress on mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to not show it. Sometimes it, you know, shows accidentally. So I'm kind of into that because mm-hmm. you can still yeah. show a little bit of midriff, yeah. but you don't feel like you're like, you know. And we all everything. know like the sexiest part of a woman's like that midriff between the belly button and like under the boobs. You got right? this like couple like, inches. That little inches, that's the sexiest those, part of a woman. The, that's, that sliver. That's all you got, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's like first is her brain and then the And second. then the two inches <laughs> yeah, the two. Between, above her belly button. Yeah. That's, 100%. That's I'm about glad it. on the same it's page. Like women, if you're trying to figure out what a guy likes – there That's you it. go. A good you, brain. You heard it here first. A good brain. The good upper stomach. <laughs> the good upper stomach and a good brain. That's, that, all, that's all you need. You heard it here first. Like, is there weird guy trends you think are weird? Like clothing? Yeah. I have a hard time with um, guys whose pants are like so skinny that mm-hmm. they make mine look normal. Okay. How, okay. You got to tell me then how the mine look. No, see, yours aren't like okay. That's totally fine. You got like okay. a little bit of like room in there. That's mm-hmm. like, that's perfect. See how mine's like? Yeah. S- you can't. My pants are like skin tight. Mm-hmm. So like guys who have like pants skin tight and then they like roll their cuffs or they like cut holes mm-hmm. in their yeah. knees. I'm kind of like or those sh- okay those shirts that are kind of like the boat neck shirt. They're like very effeminate. And do you know what I'm talking about? Or they like the shirts that go down to their knees, like something Kanye West would wear. Like Kanye West can pull that off, but like the normal guy at Kroger on Gallatin, like shouldn't be wearing that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that. I yeah. I think some guys actually like buy women's jeans. Hundred percent. Because I feel like every like men's. Because I always buy skinny jeans. Men's skinny. Yeah. Men's skinny jeans. Yeah. So like they like. Make it for men right. most of the time. It's not like you know you gotta have that little bulge area. Right. I'm not gonna. I won't be the one to tell you what that's for. Okay. And then like a lot of times they're not like super skinny at the leg. You got a little like room mm-hmm. if you want to yeah. wear boots or something mm-hmm. or like you know put them over your shoes. Yeah. Right. Some guys just they're like, you know those jeans that look like they're painted on. They're made mm-hmm. out of like different material. It's not really denim. It's like yeah. really thin like fabric, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not into. I that. feel like yeah. You just gotta keep it simple. Jeans, black jeans, a black t-shirt. Just that's all you need to wear. Maybe a black hat if you're like, you know, doing the Nashville cool thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta get what well, uh, you gotta get the uh, wide-rimmed hat. Oh yeah, I have one. Mm-hmm. I got some hats. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you gotta keep your keys on a carabiner on your, you know, mm-hmm. on your. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah. I don't know why that's a musician thing. I was just like. You're so Nashville. I guess it's just like a utilitarian thing. I think like musicians it. are like that. Here, here's here's the story. This is like getting really, this is like stuff I don't tell girls all the time. Yeah. So like, just don't take this as like my first impression. Great. So have you watched The Office? Um, A little bit, yeah. Okay. So have you seen Pam and Jim's Wedding? No, but I know who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the episode where they have their wedding, hold on, uh-huh. I didn't spoil anything for you. Uh, I they, don't plan on It was ever. like the first part of the episode. They, I, I used to watch the show live. Uh-huh. So they did like the scene, they're having like a little dance off. And yeah. then like Andy, he does the splits in the middle of it and he had his keys in his pocket and he like 
tore his scrotum or something oh like that. Oh, my gosh. The day after, I literally went by one of those key rings. I'm just like. You're like, mm-mm, not re- having that happen. That's really interesting writing on that show's part. I know. I'm just like, I'm not Who was gonna, in the writer's room when they came up with that, I you know? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm just like, I'm never keeping my keys in my pocket no. ever again. No. Mm-hmm. My keys don't even fit in my pocket, so mm-hmm. that, that's yeah, mine how too. small like, my jeans are. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you keep, when you have actual fitting jeans, like you, you don't can't. have pockets. Right. Right. What was it? I was t- telling a friend about like, no, nah, it was like, at, my friend was asking me how I dress now. I was just like, yeah. uh, I, I dress like everyone in Nashville. It's like black pants, black shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like, and you still wear your checks? I'm like, yeah. Yep. Most guys wear like the Chelsea boots, but I, yeah. I like to keep it original. You're 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 adding some originality mm-hmm. to the Nashville like, uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. My biggest takeaway from moving here is like, you know, in LA, I was, you know, doing my thing, my mm-hmm. alt country Americana, like music yeah. thing, wearing my all black. Like I was a little different. I had like my own mm-hmm. like Tamra yeah. thing going on. I move here. I'm like everyone else. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm just a copy of everyone You're just else. One, the same fish in the sea. Right. And I'm having like a little bit of an identity crisis. Like, do I walk around and like, we're all pink now like you know do i pick like a weird genre like yeah you gotta switch it when i moved here i was just like i'm gonna make, start making weird music instead of like my the yeah. stuff because I, I think before when i started like when i first started or I rebooted whatever i'm doing uh-huh. now it was like a just a regular singer songwriter album you know just like rock pop kind yeah. of thing like ed sheeran ish yeah and then i was just like well he's kind of like done the best with that so I was like no, I'm gonna mix it up now I'm just making like weird stuff <laughs> I'm gonna be my own lane mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got that one covered yeah I feel like cause you get a lot of people now like you see like the big and then like everyone's gonna be like the off brand version totally of that and then so that's like the worst thing with doing music is you have to find like originality you gotta just like do you mm-hmm. totally it's hard and it's also like being in this city, as I'm sure you've experienced yeah. too, you're influenced by so many different things than you were in your hometown. Yeah. And like your sound changes when you get here and your mm-hmm. writing changes when you get here. Yeah. And it's like you finding a way to be different and mm-hmm. like still incorporate your influences. And then and you dress the same. Yeah, everyone That's- dresses the same. <laughs> I'm always like, wait, <laughs> oh, nice to meet you. Like, what do you do? You know? Oh, I'm Americana, alt country, like singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's, uh, it's, it's so cool because everyone that you meet, cool. it's like, let's put on your Spotify now. Let's put on your Spotify now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which has been really, really cool. But yeah, everyone I know is like super talented here. I know. Well, I always know one thing with like the country scene, like a lot of times it sounds the same. And so it's uh-huh. like, it's always like trying to find like that originality, which I have to say, I did my pre-show we- research <laughs> and I did research you. And so you actually do have like an original Thank you. Flavor with a U. Yeah. Not like, oh, you are. I'm just too dark mm-hmm. to ever be like mainstream country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I actually, when I first got here, um, went into a couple labels, like had some meetings when I first mm-hmm. got here. And <laughs> I mean, they were like, okay, so, you know, you say the word cocaine in your songs and, <laughs> you know, you have like some other like adult thematics yeah. going on and I was like you know that's what I write this kind of artist I am mm-hmm. it's a little darker than your average person I don't think I'm ever the goal was never to be on like country radio yeah and I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a, you know as a writer in writing sessions I do more tend to write for mm-hmm. that but as an artist I don't you just have to do you yeah I always my my biggest thing with that it's kind of like I I do like doing like my own thing I'm just like yeah you still gotta let me do my own thing if you want right. to help out you can't right. then 
But yeah, because I like to do kind of dumb things. Uh-huh. So, but that's my thing. Right. Is being dumb. But you got to own it and do you because other people appreciate that mm-hmm. and someone needs that. Because you need that. You need that. I like to have that little uh, fear. So when some I meet someone and they're like, yeah, I checked out your stuff. I'm like, oh, God, what stuff did they see? I know. <laughs> and do you also ever get that moment where like you meet someone or you first start dating someone and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, I haven't listened to your stuff yet. Like, I'm going to do that. And you're like, well, shit. I thought mm-hmm. that we were here, and you had already listened to it, and we're cool with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know oh. what I mean? Like, yeah. That, oh, like, oh. that, like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm in that weird moment where, like, people I'm around, I'm just like, yo, check out my SoundCloud, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that kind of guy, but then it's just like, yeah, dude, I do music when it comes up naturally. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to go listen, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, shit, mm-hmm. maybe maybe not. Maybe uh, just I, know I keep, me. <laughs> I keep CDs with me, but like, oh, here you go. Oh, yeah. So be that bad, that annoying. Oh, yeah, I have, like, them under my car, totally. Mm-hmm. Do you have, like, just burnt CDs? I have my like, actual record. The mm-hmm. last album, um, I have some of the still saran wrapped copies like Ooh, under my cool. under my seat. Honestly, like I love CDs. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like be a one woman revolution and keep this thing going because mm-hmm. I love CDs. I love I do love the physical medium of music. How convenient are CDs? You get a little booklet with all the mm-hmm. lyrics. You just pop it in your car. Although I guess that I'm dating myself because I guess other people have cars that don't have CD players. I know. I, I mean, my car sells a CD player. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, my car's from the 90s, so. Damn, what do you have? It's a 99 Ford Escort, the greatest car. What color? Blue. That's so So rad. weird. I just hit it in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, my mom drove a Ford Escort, a black Ford Escort from, I want to say, the 90s when I was little. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so funny because my parents are like, are you going to like start thinking about getting a new car soon? Like, probably. <laughs> I want a Jeep. Oh, dude, me too. I have this dream. I had this dream. I was just going to move to Nashville and get a Jeep. So I'm like, I'm like three quarters of the way through that. So I might as well just like get the mm-hmm. Jeep, you know? I know. I really want a black Jeep to match like my clothes. Oh, yeah. okay. Obviously, the, the priority. However, black cars get really dirty. And I don't know about you, but like I consider the rain to be a car wash. Mm-hmm. So, me too, yeah. Yeah, totally. So my drummer, it's so funny. He has uh, a membership. Um, I didn't know you could do this. Mm-hmm. He has a monthly membership to the car wash place on Gallatin. So Ooh. he go, he gets an unlimited amount of car washes. I'm like, but it rains here. You know? Like, I know that's what I was in like, LA, like, it didn't rain. Like, yeah, I, know. I would get my car wash like once every two months there. Like, mm-hmm. it rains here. You don't need mm-hmm. to. He looked at me like, mm-mm, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah, some people are like, it's like, you gotta wash your car all the time. Some people are just, that's what my parents, because uh, if I, when I used to get, a car wash, uh, sorry, my oil changed like yeah. where my parents lived. They were just, you, it gets a free car wash with it. I'm just like, that's so rad. I'm like, you, you know, I was like, my mom and dad, like, you can keep this car wash. I don't need it. It's like, no, yeah. you can use it. It's for you. Yeah, I don't care. It's like, yeah. it's like, I mean, like, it's good. Oh, I don't need it. They're mm-hmm. forecasting rain later. I'm like, good. we're getting rain. Just throw I'm some good. soap on yeah. there and <laughs> call like, it a day. We're calling it. Yeah, I know. I always think that too. Like, apparently, there's probably some bad stuff for happens. sure. Mm-hmm. But like, whatever. But that's, I, when I got my, my car. Um, I was choosing between black and silver and went with the silver because of, of that. But I felt like my heart knew Broke that I should be in a black car. Mm, that's why. Yeah. I, I, like a black Jeep. That's what I – I'd love oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Wrangler? Yes. Absolutely. And like take the doors off. Mm-hmm. Just because you can. I know. it's Tennessee and you can. Like, can you, who just – I don't need them anymore. And just like ride around. That would be the dream. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Jeeps. Yeah. We rode to New Mexico in a Jeep. From here? Uh, no, um, when I lived outside Kansas City. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, and uh, gas, it sucked 
Cause when we were in the mountains, it was cool when we were yeah. there, but then when driving there, it really sucked yeah. because we had to pay for gas on the way there. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And it was back when it I was I guess they like are kind of gas guzzlers. Yeah. That's like the worst part. So if you're just staying in Nashville proper though, like mm-hmm. you're not really doing much of anything. True. Yeah. Yeah. I live like 10 minutes away much. from everything. So it's like, yeah, that's the best thing about Nashville is like you're 10 minutes away from everything. Totally. I'm in East Nashville. So I mm-hmm. feel like I get the neighborhood feel, but then I just go over that little hill and there's a city. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh yeah. So I love it. I know it's like, I go down like this street, like a little bit more and it's like, Oh, there's the, there's a Sauron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Sauron. So you moved here from LA? I did. Uh-huh. So how long did you live in LA? Um, I was in LA this latest stretch for about five years. Okay. Um, I went to USC okay. and got a business degree. That's the University of Southern California for yes. those of you who don't know. <laughs> I'm so West Coast, I didn't even know I needed to designate my where my USC mm-hmm. was. Um, yeah, not South Carolina, um, Southern California. And then kind of started doing the music thing out there. Um, always knew I was more like Americana, mm-hmm. you know, kind of alt-country-ish. And kind of took it where I could take it out there. Had an amazing time. Had a great time making, you know, some mm-hmm. albums I'm proud of, but I just always wanted to live here. It was always a dream. Yeah. You just got to follow that, you mm-hmm. know? So it's been a couple months. I miss my friends, but I absolutely love it here. One of the best moves I made. And I don't know if you feel the same way. Most people I talk to feel that way. Well, there was like literally no scenes where I was from. So you were <laughs> like, like, so like anywhere's a winner. Anywhere. I'm like, <laughs> it just moved like anywhere away mm-hmm. from Missouri Right. Was, was winning for me, but um, out of my curiosity, because I yeah. when I when I was graduating college, yeah. I was just like, all right, so I'm going to follow music. I gotta gotta move somewhere where it's gonna like actually work out for me. Uh-huh. So it was like New York, L.A., Nashville. Nashville. I chose Nashville mainly because a lot of studios here, yeah, and it's still closer to where my parents live. Uh-huh. And so like pros and cons. I wanted to know uh-huh. like. What's better in Nashville for, like, a musician than L.A.? This is just my curiosity. Absolutely. So bash L.A. all you want in there. (laughs) High rent and no water. Gosh, no. I loved my time in L.A. Um, I think it really depends on, like, your vibe and Mm -hmm. your genre. So if you're a pop artist, um, though Nashville does kind of have an up-and-coming pop scene that's, like, pretty Mm -hmm. new, I think L.A. might be a better place to be. Just for me, the sessions I was doing, I was doing a lot of Skype writing with people who were in Nashville Mm -hmm. and the producers I wanted to work with and everything that I, like, loved and was just, like, totally falling in love with was coming out of Nashville. Mm -hmm. Um, And in L.A., the way that things kind of work is everything is so spread out Mm -hmm. and traffic is so bad that a lot of your time is spent in a car. And, you know having a full-time job and being a musician, it's it's difficult to really maximize your time that way. Yeah. So I guess just in terms of like livability, Nashville just was appealing. But also there's not a huge sort of lyrical folk lyrically focused songwriting scene in LA anymore. Yeah. It's a lot of like beats and tracks and like top liners, which is incredible. And like I have a lot of close friends who are doing that and I mm-hmm. respect it a lot. It's just not me. I'm more lyrically driven. And so that's kind of Nashville still mm-hmm. a place where, you know, lyricists thrive. Yeah. So, songwriter. It's a very right. And town. I just like LA is great. I made like I said, I made two records there. Like mm-hmm. loved it. You can yeah. kind of get in where you fit in, where whatever you are in LA, you mm-hmm. can be something. But I was ready to kind of experience a world where, I don't know, in LA, like your looks matter a lot and mm-hmm. oh, yeah, your right. money matters a lot. And I think in Nashville, um, no one's really trying to prove anything. You're just, mm-hmm. 
you are what you are and you're making art and we all love it and we're just trying to do it. I know. I, I knew like one oh, another f- point I made yeah. when deciding was just like, all right, so if I like if I move to L.A., I want to become a lot uglier. But if I knew Nashville, <laughs> I think I might stay the same. <laughs> so that was like, ah, I don't know. It's so funny. But it was like a weird fact I heard like guys in like. L.A. is, like, the only town, like, in a guy's, like, single apartment, you'll find a scale. Like, every male apartment. It's funny. It really, it changes you. I, um, you know, I lived in L.A. in two different stints in my life mm-hmm. with, like, a little break in between. And I found myself both times, every time I would fly home, I'd be like, why am I thinking, like, you know, this last stint, being, like, totally honest, I toward the end of me living there, I remember thinking, like, I'm going to get eyelash extensions. And, like, <laughs> I mean, that's just... If you knew me, like, that's just, like, not something I'm mm-hmm. about. And the fact that I was, like, seriously considering it, looking up prices and, like, like why, wait, what? You know, and it, it, it infiltrates you in a way that you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. And you do, do get more, like, weight-focused and mm-hmm. appearance-focused. Yeah. And, you know, people – it's just it's just a different thing. And I think here in Nashville, it's everything's a lot more – I don't know, the South mm-hmm. in general is a lot just more, like, Real, yeah. maybe. I like. I said, I love LA. There are incredible people and parts of LA, but yeah, I just think my vibe maybe more aligns mm-hmm. a little bit better with Nashville. Yeah, I feel like the weight, the weight conscious. Because if you're from the Midwest, you're like always 15 pounds overweight. <laughs> it's just like a solid fact. They're just like, like you get someone's measurements put in like a calculator. It's like what weight they should be and what weight they are, and you'd be like, oh, it's actually like just exactly 15 pounds, <laughs> like over the exact. It's like literally that true. That's funny. It's like. <laughs> I think that's true in like just suburbia, American suburbs no, in it's general. Midwest. Really? It's like always, it's legit like 15 pounds overweight. That's so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, being honest, the weight thing, I definitely have been like a little hyper conscious of that mm-hmm. in the past, even earlier this year. And I was like, okay, I'm going to move to Nashville and like, I'm eating, I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. some of my clothes, some of my clothes that were like a little on the tighter side in mm-hmm. LA are like a little tighter now. Bought some new pants, but I'm like, I'm embracing this. This yeah. is, like, healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. We're not living off of kale smoothies out here, you know? Yeah, like we can actually eat, like, chicken and, <laughs> like, food, real food. Some cornbread and biscuits. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's vegan here. I try to be, but every once in a while. Really? Yeah, health reasons, but... Um, okay, well, at least yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. This is not, like, the gluten... People who go gluten-free because it's trendy, not because they have to. Right. And I think there's also like a lot of confusing and contradictory, you know, information out there for mm-hmm. people. So some people are like, oh, gluten's unhealthy. And then they just go gluten-free, but then they're buying like gluten-free pizza or gluten-free chicken tenders. And yeah, that stuff's like, worse for still, you. It's still as bad. Right. One thing I've learned, like, at least with like, you know, like the keto diet, low-carb yeah. diet. Like those actually work. Totally. Which is funny because like. You still have to count calories because people think they can eat like 30 hot dogs and then like lose yeah, weight. Like, no. But like, yeah, you still have to count calories and work out. But uh-huh. it's like, because it's like so weird when you like learn what food actually does. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's like bread is actually good for you. Like grains are actually good for you. Right. However, that's what your body like burns first. Right. And so it doesn't really like add to anything. Uh-huh. But if you eat like fats, that's what your, your body just forces to right. remove that and you remove more fats and stuff right. like that. So it's like, yeah, food's so weird. Once I like learned that, and it's like, just low fat doesn't actually matter at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I think, you know, in order to be to like maintain like my health and like mm-hmm. for health reasons yeah. that are very complicated, I eat mostly 
um, gluten-free vegan, mm-hmm. though I do eat, and sugar-free, though I do eat um, wild salmon and some wild mm-hmm. yeah. fish or like scallops here and there. But um, it's it's hard. Oh, yeah. And the body, the human body is, what people don't understand is like a few extra calories here and order of fries mm-hmm. there, like that adds up over time. And mm-hmm. that's why, you know, Americans are gain a little bit of weight every yeah. year on average. And people don't really get that. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's also hard because the human body is programmed to not starve. That's its yeah. one thing. Mm-hmm. So it it craves things. And when you eat things like sugar, it mm, yeah. convinces you that you're hungrier than you are. Yeah. And it's easy to gain, hard to mm-hmm. lose. That's like the paradox of, of you know. One thing, other thing I learned, yeah, processed sugar is like the worst thing. It's terrible. Like it's literally like if you cut that out, like – I noticed something about my weight. Like, I try to lose weight, but I'm not very good because I like to eat a lot. Amen. That's my problem. <laughs> like, I like to eat too much. Like, I got a whole case of bread and I just ate the whole thing. Same. Stuff like that. That's yes. what I do. But, uh, like, I just, like, try to stop eating sugar. And so yeah. Halloween was really hard for me. Yeah, but. But it's so much better for it's you. It's so much better for you. I mean, there's studies that I'm, like, super into, um, like, medicine and mm-hmm. and, like, nutritional psychiatry even yeah that kind of a thing and there's studies showing that that sugar like feeds tumors and Mm -hmm. can cause personality disorders and just all sorts of mood changes and Mm -hmm. um i stay away from it it's hard i love but seriously like anyone wanting to diet first step just stop drinking soda like soda is so bad for you unless you drink it like occasionally and you mix alcohol in it what's funny is that i'm actually jealous of people who like kind of eat shitty food and have things to cut out because like I haven't had a soda in probably like seven years so mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying like yeah. they, they have that they can cut out I'm like here with my water like I don't have anything else to cut out so like <laughs> this is gonna have to work you yeah, know no, I was like oh man my life is I don't know what was it yeah I just like yeah I just try to like cut out sugar it's like totally that's like the hardest thing but now like I think it's easier for me like people are like, you want some candy I was like Thanks for offering, but no. No, you know what it does to your body yeah. and how it makes you feel. And it's like also- literally you look, you slim down. If you just, if you drink soda a lot, if you just stop, you'll slim down. I'm so jealous that there are people Slightly. out there that can just do something that easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not much. Like I, I tell, like I'll be like a little bit plumper. Now I'm yeah. like, now I like a dad bod, like the ideal dad <laughs> no. bod. I'm trying to get in for that like Ed Sheeran body. The Ed Sheeran bod? I mm-hmm. haven't. I'll have to go look at some photos. Mm-hmm. I haven't. It's not like a six pack because you obviously eat pizza, but it's not like. Like you're like, you're fun. Mm-hmm. You're not like so restricted mm-hmm. that you're like annoying to be around, mm-hmm. you know? Like you can mm-hmm. live a little. See, they should get rid of carbs and beer yeah. or make beer taste good and be healthy. Yeah, I don't drink beer. You don't drink? Like what alcohol do you drink? So I actually, I'm not a huge drinker. Okay. To be honest with you. Um. I got here and it was like, oh, new friends and they're drinking, so I'm going to drink too. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, my body, um, just for health reasons, like I just, I don't yeah. really drink. I haven't had any alcohol in about a month. Oh, wow. Um, I've gone like years before without drinking, but that means that I when went, I- like, Yeah, I went a long time, like when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I went mm, 16. Oh, wow. Maybe? See, I didn't start drinking until I was 20. Oh, I was such. I was such a, like now I look back, I was like- why were my parents so pissy all the time? Like, I was such a good kid. <laughs> um, fun fact, I was a really good girl in mm-hmm. school. Like, I, you know, AP classes, like, great grades, like, a mm-hmm. good kid. Mm-hmm. 
I got suspended from high school junior year. Oh. For taking a half a shot of vodka during a theater trip. Like, does it get any more like <laughs> lame than that? <laughs> that was like shot. the biggest scandal that that happened in my town. Six or seven of us got suspended. Yeah. Jeez. That was hysterical. I thought my parents were gonna kill me because I was always like the perfect straight A mm-hmm. student with like no problems. And they were like, You're normal. This is great. <laughs> Honestly, my mom and I became mm-hmm. best friends after that. Yeah. She was like, awesome. I knew you were cool down deep <laughs> in there. It's like, finally, you're not a nerd. Yeah, like, <laughs> I knew I had hope for you for my a reason. My parents would have flipped, because my parents don't drink. They were just like, alcohol's bad. And then I then I went to college, yeah, and I was I like, this stuff's actually pretty good. It's actually, like, really fun. It's like, yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, in high school, I never did anything. I was just like, I was thinking today, I was just like, you know, after... After a while, like my first te- when I was like a freshman sophomore, my parents yeah. kind of pissy with me all the time. Uh-huh. I was like, it was not a good thing. And then like my brother moved out, and then they like became super chill. Like yeah. it was weird. And then like they're like, all right, curves at midnight. I'm like, all right. And so it's always like <laughs> midnight, occasionally like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. And they're just like, did you did you come in at like twelve thirty last night? I'm like yeah. I was like, okay, it's fine. Just uh, just. Make sure it's 12 next time. It was like... 12? Like, mm-hmm. you're living the dream. My curfew was 10. hmm I had to lie and, like, make up musicals that I was in. I made up a musical and <laughs> said I was in a, in a play that rehearsed until 1130 at night mm-hmm. so that I could stay out with my friends. And I got caught at Red Robin with my two friends. My parents were like, how's musical rehearsal? I was like, oh, I got out early today. <laughs> I love the Red Robins, like, where you got oh, caught. let me just tell you, Red Robin was big in my town. I had a hard time when I moved away and realized that not everyone loves Red Robin. Like, <laughs> we love Red Robin. Bottomless Fries, like, they sing to you on mm-hmm. your birthday. Like, I could still sing that birthday song. Like, so great. <laughs> okay, so we're going to we're gonna take a break, and then we're going to talk We're gonna talk about your music. So we're going to switch from my show to your show. <laughs> and so we're going to take a break. And so uh, don't touch that dial, people. Green cats with a television moon Those city boy hates kicked off my best June like steel toe boots Turn a graph road and march in my chest As he came close Cause his first name's my cocaine And his kiss my Tingle her 
we're back. Hope you all had a had a good break. Break broke off that piece of the Kit Kat bar. We had a good break. I know I had a good break. I was just like, hey, you want some water? We told them not to eat sugar though, so not a Kit Kat bar. So yeah, so, oh yeah, no Kit Kat bars. Something else. No Kit Kat bars. You know, I just realized I got I went to a movie yesterday and I got candy. So all right, I was like so... literally like, yeah, I stopped drink eating sugar and then I was just like, we got <laughs> have candy yesterday. at a movie. Except yeah. for yesterday, but it's like occasional. I'm on day six of none. Oh, you're my gonna. my world record streak is seven days, so we'll Jeez, check yeah. in tomorrow and you see. can you can cheat one day a week. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but so we're talking about like Red Robin. Yeah. So what was this town you went to the Red Robin in? So Woodenville, Washington, my hometown. Red mm-hmm. Robin was like our nice restaurant. And okay. We went there for every occasion. How big was this town? You know, I want to say there's like ten thousand people. There's parts of it that are like kind of unincorporated. Um, okay, so I feel you. So, like, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not super tiny, like, one stoplight town, but, like, when we moved there, it was pretty tiny. We got a Target and a movie theater put in when I was in elementary school, and that was just, like, life is perfect. We have made it. We are on the <laughs> yeah. map, you know? Because my, my parents also live in, like, one of those small towns. I went to high yeah. school there, too. And so, like, 17,000 is where they lived. Okay, and yeah. Then, so it was really funny, like... So, like, you know, I talked to him. I was like, you know, it's like, it's really, it really sucks what's going on in Syria right now. There's like, and they're just like, yeah, the the Wendy's in town closed. Like, they, they yeah, should, Totally. <laughs> but you know what? How am- I loved growing up like that. Mm-hmm. Like, loved it. I could have used a little bit more diversity. I didn't really know. I was like very sheltered in terms of like other cultures. And, and it was like, yeah. Black people. <laughs> well, like, like I didn't know. I had never met a Jewish person until mm-hmm. I went to college. And then I kind of like joined this group of girlfriends that were all Jewish and just like hearing about their lives. And they got like bar mitzvahs and like all these things. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got what? Like, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, so just like learning about other cultures yeah, would have been nice. But otherwise, it was an idealic way to grow up. I'm mm-hmm. sure you agree. I know. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's just very white. But like, and then. Yeah. Like those small towns are just like so white. It's so weird. And it was it, it was kind of rough because I remember thinking that everyone you we had so many like Christian churches and mm-hmm. you're right everyone was white and it was kind of like growing up I thought that I didn't you know travel internationally mm-hmm. until I was like 17 18 so I thought that everyone was white and Christian and then quickly moved to LA I went to school mm-hmm. and was like that is not the case yeah. and I'm glad I got to get out and learn mm-hmm. that but I think a lot of people don't ever get to get out and learn it's that. It's like with small towns it's like you live in this like bubble and right it's like everyone knows your business mm-hmm. yeah you just don't like everything's like you think the world revolves around that like bubble right and so it's like and then like here's what i love about living here it's like things don't revolve around uh-huh no one thinks like the world revolves around nashville like people think right it kind of does but <laughs> yeah we're like well it does but <laughs> it does but we're not gonna say it of course <laughs> we're aware like there's like yeah. towns like cleveland yeah and so how far was your town from seattle um about a 45 minute or okay. so car ride like, so it wasn't the completely the middle of nowhere no definitely not at all and actually mm-hmm. it's funny um now it's this like booming wine town. There's like mm-hmm. all these wineries there. Chateau yeah. Saint Michel, um, okay. Red Hook Breweries out of Woodenville. So there's like a lot of alcohol in my town now. I mean, I, people vacation. Yeah. There. Well, it's funny because people vacation there, mm-hmm. and it's like this very precious thing to me. Yeah. Like, I love going home. I love like my whole family still lives there. My mm-hmm. sister and her husband and kids live right down the street. So from my parents, same town. So it's just like. This is this very precious place to me, and now mm-hmm. people are, like, paying to go there, and they're putting up hotels. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
stay away. I know. How people feel about Nashville. Yeah, I know. But Assholes like, like me move to town. <laughs> well, it's like people just get downtown and then you're just like, just don't go downtown. And they're like, all right. <laughs> I know. But I secretly love going to Broadway. I, I, I sometimes do. Um, I sometimes don't. I don't, I don't want to run into anyone I know down on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, I'm still new enough that I don't know anyone. Yeah, so I can do whatever I, I want. <laughs> I, don't, I don't keep up with that, uh, the honky tonk scene. It's just so like it's so Nashville. I love I love I just love watching like people just like have like, like two beers in like half assing like their like, their yeah. job. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite thing to watch. I'm like yeah, they're just half assing yeah. it right now. Oh. Just like coming. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, then what age did you you lived your whole life and then you moved to L.A. Uh huh. Well, born in Maryland, brief stint in Southern California, but when I was four, we moved to Seattle. Okay. And then I went straight to L.A. for college mm-hmm. and kind of got schooled in the real world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the rest is kind of Moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would have made my life a lot easier if I had an aunt and uncle in Bel Air. But, oh, no, I was alone. And the first, mm-hmm. second week of school, I called my dad up and I was like, can I come home? <laughs> he was like, nope, you're sticking it out. I was so, like, excited to, like, leave my parents. I was just like, you're going to come home Labor Day weekend? Nope. Oh, no. I cried and cried. I was like, this, I was not prepared for this. Mm-hmm. No, but it was great. I got used to it, and it was great. And now I'm just tough. I'm just like, you want to go? Well, see, I go to my parents' town once a year now. Yeah. And just like, man, That's this, it? you're like, this place kind of sucks. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love going home. I'm, I'm like, my parents can come see me. I'm like, what are we going to do okay, there? Okay, that's like, fair. That's I'm fair. like, they can come see me. That's true. There's so many more people in mm-hmm. my town that I have to go see. Yeah. That makes sense. If it was just parents. Well, like where like, my parents sure. live, it's like, I literally I talk to, there's like people you go to high school with. You know, I feel like you'd play a show, like a big arena. Yeah. And then like, you're like, you know, you're in your like green room or whatever. And then, like, your security guard comes knocks on your door. It's like, hey, uh, this person yeah. wants to see you. And it's like this person you went to high school with. And you're like, uh. And it's like, and there's a list that's like, hell yeah, let them come, t- like, let them come in. Or it's like, hell no. Like, or kind like, of people. who are you? <laughs> yeah, there's like, but like, you know who they are, though. But it's like, there's those type of people where it's just like, yeah. if they showed up, like, I'm like, hey, yeah, let them totally. come in. Talk to them. And like, people it's like I run into, it's like cool to talk to, but it's like, I don't have any like best friends. Where my parents live, so... Right, they all left, probably, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, most of the smart ones left. Yeah. I have one friend who's still there, but he's, yeah. like, a really good dude. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's there. He's rocking it. Yeah, yeah. And he's a... My best friend from high school, who actually lived not too far from me, we, like, our houses were on these, this mm-hmm. one big trail, uh, we also both went to USC, and she mm-hmm. actually, coincidentally, um, she's an actress, just moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So we've done, like, these three stages of life together. Like, we grew mm-hmm. up together, went to USC, and now she's in Atlanta. So she's, like, come up we're Southern to see me. Now. Yeah, we're, like, calling her on the phone every day, like, what are we doing? Like, like <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> like, what do we do? I've never been cold here. Mm, Halloween weekend? It was 35. Oh, that was perfect. I had to though. go buy this sweater. I didn't really own any clothes like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because L.A., like, the weather is, like, perfect. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't change. Yeah, it's perfect just 24-7. Yeah. I know. That's, that's. I'm kind of into this though. It's like moodier, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more moods. It's like raining outside. It's like really hot and then not yeah. really hot. Right. It's, I'm, I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I like a little bit, I like fall weather. So. Yeah, this is my first. Okay, so Washington's mm-hmm. the Evergreen State. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's like pine trees all the time. Like you think you know what fall is, but like, no, this is fall. Yeah. And this has been my first like time, like Mm -hmm. experiencing fall. And someone actually said to me the other day that it doesn't last. Like everything is going to look dead because the leaves fall off. And now I understand. (laughs) Just like your hopes and dreams. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like three months in, you're like, I'm going home. No. Um, but the leaves fall off and I get it. The beauty doesn't last. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then everything looks dead until spring. I understand seasons now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> After many years of not understanding. Mm-hmm. And so you went to college USC. So we talked uh-huh. about that university of Southern California yes. for the plebeians listening. As my parents like to say, the university of spoiled children, <laughs> Which, whatever. And so what did you study there? So I studied business and I did a custom music minor. Okay. Um, so, so obviously I kind of know what business is. Yeah. Custom music minor. What did all that entail? So, from someone who got a music degree. So that's what I'm interested in. I like couldn't stay away from music. Like mm-hmm. I loved it. And most of my life was spent like I want to be a musician. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much self-doubt that I was like this is never going to happen. And I'm at a place like USC in the mm-hmm. entertainment you know, capital of the world, LA. It's like, what am I doing? It's basically free, not free, but you know what I mean? It seems like it's free. I might as well just take take advantage of this. Mm So um, I took a guitar theory class there. I took some private um, uh, Italian opera classes where I sang, and then I did some live music industry classes. Mm -hmm. So it was enough credits to have like a kind of a custom music minor that I kind of built myself, Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. But I also have a music degree, so yeah, you're like, it all makes oh, sense. Yeah, yeah. Guitar music theory, so it was like for the morons that were in like <laughs> the other schools that had never picked up an instrument before. Okay, so I basically like I was musical. I sang my whole life, but um, and played instruments when I was little. But mm-hmm. I basically learned theory on a guitar, mm-hmm. which once you do that, and then you look at a piano. Yeah. You're like, why didn't I just start here? It's laid out. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, at all. Yeah. So did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I had I had the pleasure of learning the number Nashville number system before oh. I went to music school. Damn. So when I got there, and because you do like ones and fours. Right. But then you do like four over six, five or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, this makes no sense to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like freaking out. And so I like, I don't know how I like passed theory with like my brain knowledge, I probably I think after three I'm like I'm I'm useless. Yeah. But like I know like some basics like uh, here's how voices work together and stuff like that and yeah. I took what really helped me more with theory was like jazz composition classes. Oh yeah. Those are what like really helped me actually understand theory a little bit more. Yeah, I'm one of those writers too where. You know, lyrics have always come easily mm-hmm. to me. Melodies come easy to me. And I know enough theory to, like, sit down at a piano or, like, play something mm-hmm. on a guitar. But I purposefully, if I know too much, I think it would ruin my creativity a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I kind of keep myself as, like, a little bit of a novice when it comes to theory so that I don't overcomplicate what I'm doing. Because there are times I'll, like, you know, be playing in one key and throw in a, a you know, mm-hmm. a chord or a note that probably shouldn't go there. But that's, like, if I was a little too much of a purist, I don't think I would do that. See, I'm, I'm, or I'm lazy. I'm really dumb because then, like, now knowing, because I, my, I have like a focus in like composition, audio production. Uh huh. And so now I'm just trying to see how far I can go. 
Yeah. There's one thing I cool. I'll try to play it on the piano so it just annoy everyone who's listening, <laughs> but only enjoy for us. Yeah, people sure love talking about theory, don't they? I know. So I like I figured out this thing. It was like, let's see here if I can do this without my mic falling over. So it's like, and then instead of resolving to this, we resolve to this, and then. Yeah. That's like my new thing I've been like trying yeah. to figure out. Yeah. See you, but like the difference is I don't ever want to be like sitting there thinking or trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm such like a gut reaction mm-hmm. writer Yeah. that I can't even like, so my cellist out of LA that I write with a lot, he'll always be like, oh yeah, the flatted seventh there. Yeah. You, that mm-hmm. was really effective. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just this chord. Like shut up nerd. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love him. But you know, like, no, just don't ruin it for mm-hmm. me. I no, I just like I think about like how like I'm very weird. Uh-huh. Cause uh like I've been really into like hip hop R and B and stuff like that. Yeah. And all that stuff is like jazz recreated right. into like a new genre. Yeah. And so like when you talk about like chord structures, it's all the same. It's all about resolving back to your <laughs> Right. To your initial I- initial idea. Right. And so that's how I think about it. Cause I think I had Something I had I wrote like something really cool and then I couldn't resolve it yeah. back to the so that's where I like get annoyed just just don't resolve it <laughs> no because you have to because it, ha- it makes sense it's uh just have it not make sense it's art no trust me like it <laughs> has like, no, to no <laughs> if you have to f- the resolution that's in like every music okay fair ever ever created even like the weird stuff uh, like new music stuff that's just like. Hitting the piano Maybe with like you're a hammer. Or something. Maybe this is your new thing. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't resolve everything. <laughs> no, it like no, it's not <laughs> so bad because you had to loop it because it's somewhat. Then it never ends. It <laughs> no, because it's like <laughs> has to resolve, or like even if it's like a half half resolve, even yeah. if it's like, uh, and you uh-huh. just leave it there, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it still works. That's like somewhat of a resolve, right? But like. But like, cause like, in worst case scenario, you have to go back to something. Like that's True. the whole. I f- that's like, I feel like that's this is a songwriting show, so we we it's okay. We can talk about yeah. This. So, <laughs> so let's get back to like the topic of the sh- of this half of the show. You okay? And so, when did you like start doing music? Um, I like sang my whole life. Would write poetry, little things like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what a songwriter was, mm-hmm. but I was doing it when I was little. But um. I got a pretty late start. It was, I became an artist, if you will, released my first song only like a couple of years ago, a few mm-hmm. years ago, um, which was later in life than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of had like that underdog complex. Yeah. I never had real professional lessons except for that, those few units I took in college mm-hmm. teaching you how to play Blackbird on guitar, <laughs> which every musician thinks is so funny. Um, that song's hard though. I don't think I could play it right now, to be honest with you. I'd have to like sit in a room for like a minute. You wanna you wanna nope, test it out? <laughs> all good. I'm a songwriter. We can see who plays it. <laughs> we can see who play a, it better. You would win. I'm not a guitar player. Um, but I wanted, you know, I wanted to do this and I I had a death in the family in 2011 okay. or 12 and was like, you know, everything is temporary. Life is short. I don't care if I'm like the biggest underdog in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. And I got lucky. I released a song, I think it was like 2013, maybe late 2012, and it had like a good, just 
basically put it up on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, had a really good reception in Europe, and that kind of led to some cool stuff happening. I won a contest, got to play at House of Blues in L.A. Mm-hmm. That was my first show. I had, mm-hmm. like, debilitating stage fright. And, um, yeah, since then I've just been doing the artist thing. But definitely got, like, a way later start. And anytime I talk to anyone who's, like <clears> – <throat> 19 or 20 or 21, and they're like, I want to do this, but I don't know. I've never really done it. I'm like, listen, you could literally sleep for the next four or five years Mm -hmm. and then wake up and put something out on the internet and, like, be fine, you know? I know. I think think it's because, like, the internet age, because I remember when I was in high school, I'd put stuff out, and then people were like, you suck, your work is shit, and stuff like that. People are rude. I know. What people don't realize is, like, there's a person behind the computer. I'm sorry people said that. That's awful. Ah, no, it's good. It was shit, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's what it is. I was like, they were probably right. (laughs) It's one thing I, like, learned. It's like, I don't know, bullies exist. Yeah. You just kind of have to deal with it. My view on that, though, is, like, anyone who's attacking someone else has like problems with themselves you know mm-hmm. i like to if i'm i i like trolling more than attacking oh i love trolling mm-hmm. not mean-spirited trolling but just a like good fun. old good old-fashioned like, friend I have, trolls. i have a good pick to show you then so it was my niece and nephew's parents store they're not my siblings but okay. they're, they're my nieces and nephews totally understand so i'm gonna i'm gonna read this to you and it was their mom's birthday. Okay. And so I was like, happy birthday. Since we don't have any photos together, I thought I would Photoshop myself into one of your family photos. And so here's yeah, that. Yeah, this is like something I would do for sure. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that like, it's so like perfect because it's just like. Yeah. That's like, amazing. I bet they loved that. <laughs> you have to have the right sense of humor for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people don't get it or it goes if over you, their head. Yeah. If like, the, if you know the person, it makes sense. But like. Just like oh, Yeah. Troll is, like, my favorite word. Well, it's like the episode of The Office, which you haven't seen, where Michael, he photoshopped himself into his his girlfriend, uh, Carol, uh-huh. at the time. He photoshopped his himself onto their family photo over her ex-husband's, like, That's body. hysterical. <laughs> With, like, for his Christmas card. I think that's hilarious. I think that's genius. But, like, obviously, if that's not funny if you're the other person. <laughs> Like, my friends have turned troll, we've turned troll into, like, a verb. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's trolling, or let's go troll her, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's a verb, it's a noun, it's an mm-hmm. adjective. Like, that word is phenomenal. Well, like, after the Vegas shooting, my favorite one was, uh, so what do y'all think Jesus' favorite gun would be? Oof. It's the nail gun, obviously. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Okay, so we went too far here. <laughs> too far. <laughs> and so... Going to college and, you know, not getting, uh-huh. going for the music degree, do you regret that at all? No, absolutely not. I think, um, you know, I own my own record label right now mm-hmm. and all the business side of thing, basically like all the business decisions I've been able to make, all the entrepreneurial parts of this I've been able to like mm-hmm. succeed at have been because of that business foundation. Yeah. And, um, I've had a couple of like sponsorship deals that have basically funded my entire career. And I don't mm-hmm. think I would have been able to secure those without like the negotiation skills and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. skills and kind of just, I, I think a part of my story would be missing if I hadn't have gone f- um, for the business degree. And also the kind of music I write, like I'm not, you know, a 19 year old pop star mm-hmm. who needs like the spunk and the youth and the this and then that, mm-hmm. like, the kind of genre I'm in is a little bit more, is a little gentler. Um, 
on age. Yeah. And I think you become a better songwriter as you age because you naturally Mm -hmm. have more experiences. You understand people more Mm and kind of get the realities of the world, you know? Mm I think that's smart because, yeah, I went for the full music degree. And coming out of it now, like, I'm a year and a half out Uh from, like, you know, I think I can play music. I think I can write music. I think I can produce music and mix music. I think I can do that phenomenally. I think school really helped me with that. Now to actually make money with it and do the marketing, Mm -hmm. the business, like, music school does not teach that. So I always ask, like, everyone, like, who went to college, like, do you study music? Do you regret it or not? Not studying music, but, like, yeah, I think – if I could go back, I'd probably do some business degree and then play music on the side. I have had moments, like, you know, mm-hmm. where I thought, okay, if I had been 18 and as, like, confident as I am now mm-hmm. or, like, knowing how things turn out, like, mm-hmm. I was going to make it to Nashville and, yeah. like, release things and it would be fine, mm-hmm. I might have, you know, taken some piano classes or just got started performing a little earlier than I did because mm-hmm. I definitely was, like, way late to the game. But... um I think at the end of the day, like your life, you make the best decision you can in the moment Mm -hmm. and it's obviously served you well. And, you know, it just is, it's just kind of, you never really look back. You do what you you think is best and then Mm -hmm. you just move forward. I know. Move forward and move on with life. I mean, I guess that is true. Oh, wow. We're getting close to the end of our show. And so I typically like to ask a drinking story, but I think you kind of already told it with your... Like oh, my take, getting suspended. Getting suspended. <laughs> I mean, I have plenty. Mm-hmm. But, hey, I, I drink a lot, too. And so, that's the only reason why I ask it. It's just to make myself look less. Well, basically, like, for me, all my drinking stories are funny because I don't really have a tolerance because I don't drink. So if I drink one glass of wine, like, mm-hmm. I am drunk. Mm-hmm. So in social and business situations, I have to limit myself to half a glass of wine mm-hmm. so I can be, like, appropriate for like, you know, no one's going to a business dinner and getting hammered. Well, I mean, a lot of people are, but I don't Mm -hmm. want to be that person. So anyway, one particular time was I was right out of college, like trying to do anything but music. I was like, this is going to break my heart. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. You know what I mean? This is going to be a hard life. Like I need to just like do the business thing, go to happy hours, live that life, Mm -hmm. like have the normal life. Mm -hmm. So I was interviewing for a division of News Corp. And I ended up getting the job. But at the interview dinner, they had us like in New York at this like restaurant in Times Square and they gave us all wine and I was like, all right, Tamara, when your wine gets to like the halfway line, mm-hmm. you stop and like drink water. So I like could fit in, be drinking the wine, but not be like, you know, mm-hmm. crazy drunk. Well, it was rigged and they were trolling us to go back to our favorite word because they had the servers constantly pouring the wine because they were testing who could handle their liquor or mm-hmm. their alcohol. Jeez. So at one point, when I realized what was going on, it was too late. I mm-hmm. went to the bathroom, put cold water on my face, and looked myself in the mirror and was like, you need to get it together. I was so drunk. <laughs> and I ended up, I got the job, like, and it was great. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, they they got me. Are you a little more confident when you're drunk or do you get a little more? Oh, yeah. I'm wild mm-hmm. and confident. I'm kind of like a half introvert, kind of like a little awkward, like very cautious person. Mm -hmm. But like when I have like even a little bit of wine, I'm Mm -hmm. like, who cares? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's go. Well, I I know it's like if I like need to be a little more confident about something, like one glass of wine, put me to like that very right, like that, there's like a- That ideal- My first buzz level is like the perfect level to like, 
perform or like I think I did now that I graduate I can say this I, <laughs> I had to do like my senior uh like project presentation yeah and I was like kind of nervous to like give it and so I drank a glass of wine before did the presentation I thought it went pretty well the thing is that's part of the reason I wanted to stop for a while though because mm-hmm. I was relying on it a little too mm-hmm. much to be like all right I gotta be on right now like mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a little bit of wine you yeah. know and I was like ah, I don't want to do that <laughs> I know I don't want to be that, you know. Then I need to be. So, I need to be less awkward on my own. Not sometimes you need to make rules. Like, all right, I'm only gonna socially drink for a while. Right, totally. Mm-hmm. And I love rules. I make. I put rules on myself mm-hmm. all the time. People are like, you don't have to do that, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Sometimes, yeah, the rules, rules. I don't eat me. carrots after Thursday. First rule. Yeah. <laughs> rules. First rule. Fun. <laughs> yeah. First rule. Have fun. Second rule. It's okay to change your rules if you don't like them mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> Third rule. I don't know. <laughs> only eat sugar at the movies. Only only on eat Halloween. sugar at Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> and by the time this episode actually airs, it's probably going to be out on like Blu-ray. I don't even know what that is. Thor Ragnarok? I don't get out The new much. Thor movie? Oh, no. Okay. So. I've heard of Thor. Okay. But. He's an Avenger. Is that. They're not real. Is that Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend? No, so Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend, I know this somehow, is he plays Loki, Thor's brother. Okay, but same movie. Yeah, same movie. Okay. All um, right, that's something. So, yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I got something there. No. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of that one, but it's kind of rooting for her and Calvin, but. I know. Me. And then they broke up, and then he I, was like. I was like, is love dead? Love's dead. I know. Why do we like look at other people's relationships? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I was I'm a fan gonna, of them too. I'm not gonna say love's dead until Kimye breaks up. I mean, yeah. I thought I saw some like fake tabloid at like Kroger or something like that the other day. I was just like Kim and Kanye divorce. I immediately whipped out my phone to Google Kim Kanye, I and I was just like, "Oh, surrogate's doing okay." I was like, "Oh, thank God." Angie and Brad really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're going way back, Ryan Felipe, is that how you say it? Probably. And um, Reese Witherspoon, that one got me too. But I was still kind of mad about Jen and Brad still. I don't know why I was still mad. I know, you're just like holding on to it. It's funny because like I'm not in a relationship right Mm -hmm. now. And so I don't understand. So I look at people that get like break up or like my friends Mm -hmm. that are breaking up. I'm like, why? You love each other. Like, Mm -hmm. Why this this world isn't any better? Like, stay yeah, together. It's not, it's what not are you doing? Good. It's like find yeah. someone you can fart around. That's just like stick it out. Like you loved each other. It's like you got married. Like the best, stick it out. Was it like the best compromise you can do? Just make sure you touch each other's butts in public once a week. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but then you know, the second you get into a relationship, you're like, oh, I get it. Never mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> run it's for like, the hills. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird because you know, being I've been on both sides. Yeah, obviously, and it's like. Yeah, both of them are the same. You just got to pick which one you want. Totally. Life's mm-hmm. the same all, all around. Mm-hmm. So it's like... There's problems with both. <laughs> you decide, like, I'm, I'm going to get married and be like, it's going to be the same either way. <laughs> totally. Like, you're going to be like, oh. And so, like, like you hear, like, statistics yeah. or something like that. It's just, like, married people envy their single friends and then single people envy their The grass is friends. always greener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't water it, then... Yeah. But I'm always like... I don't understand why you're fighting. Can't you just like hug each other and s- tell each other that you love each other and then it's over? Like, because mm-hmm. I haven't been in a fight with someone in so long you know, that I, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> you haven't been in a serious relationship in a very long time. So it's like, <laughs> I'm the like, worst person to talk to. I'm like, it's going to be fine. You have, you're I fine. I have a friend, and by the time this episode airs, they're going to be done fighting about it. And so apparently his wife was gone for like a weekend and he drank like, and 
all her all their rum. Okay. It was like six dollar bottle. Yeah, and so she was mad that he drank all of it. And I was just like, I, I don't I was like, just buy a new bottle. I feel like everything should be fine. Maybe she's mad because of, because he wanted to get that drunk without her around, A, or B, you know, what kind of happens when people get drunk. Like, I could see that being annoying. Okay. But again, don't you just go to the store, hug each other in the rum aisle, buy the rum, go home, and like watch Netflix and it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't understand. I, don't, I was just like, <laughs> feels like it's just buy her a new bottle and then maybe uh, do something like really nice for her yeah like you know like that kind of nice for her yeah it's like just just get over it like you mm-hmm. don't have to yell at each other this mm-hmm. isn't like <laughs> just like well i got into a, me and her got into a fight today because i drank a, a whole bottle of rum <laughs> like okay mm-hmm. but anyway so yeah you think they should just both get over it I mean, I under, I think she needs to address why it upset her mm-hmm. if it's because she's worried about what he did while he was drunk. You gotta, you, That's well, a bigger issue, right? Well, no, here's what I think she should do. She should say, it's fine. Yeah. Wait a couple seconds and then say, I just think it's funny how. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it goes? Yeah. It's just have, like, you know, I just think it's funny how. Have you been like by yourself around like a couple that's been dating for a really long time or married or even like your parents or something and they like get into it about something that you would like never okay wait how do I explain this like I'm super non-confrontational right now because like I'm not in a relationship I'm just like live my life love my friends Mm -hmm. life is good right I don't have a reason to yell at anyone yeah so like I'm around like some of my friends who are married or like dating for a long time and they're mad at each other for something really stupid or they're like, God, you're being such an idiot or like, and I just like, it kills me because like, I'm just like, this is so awkward. You're like, oh, I would never talk to someone like that right now, you know? know, but then give me like a few months I'm in a relationship and that's and then, me. Uh, yeah, you're, but it's like, I'm like, whoa, you talk to people like that? Yeah, like what? Showing up five days into a dry shampoo hair and you're. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like he might not love you after you do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're past that. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, we learn we're the best we can get for each other. I'm like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's the five words every girl wants to hear, every man wants to hear from a girl. You wore me down. Actually, that's four words. You, you wore, wore me, me down. down. I'm going to I'm gonna make note of that. Make sure that it's like, yeah. you wore me down. <laughs> it's how it works, like, right? So we're nearing the end of our show. Yep, I think we're nearing the end of our show. So thank you so much for coming on. Hope your eyelash extensions go good. Where can we check out all your stuff? Um, I'm not getting eyelash extensions. <laughs> that was old LA Tamara. This is new Tennessee Tamara. Um, getting moonshine. Now. I'm working on a new album right now. Um, it'll be up everywhere, but TamaraLaurel.com at TamaraLaurel on all the socials and on the you know on the internets. Pornhub? Absolutely not. Okay, so not on Pornhub. Absolutely. Don't not. even try. Never. <laughs> not once. <laughs> no. She's kind of smiling while she's saying no. I can, no. I try to never say never, but that is one area that I can say never. <laughs> no, it's a joke I do with every podcast. So it's, it, don't worry. I bet some people are like, yeah, oh yeah. Like Sometimes that thing joke, from 2013, yeah. It's funny, you got to wait, see what joke they come up with. Because it's just like, yeah. porn up? No. Uh, except for that one time. Except for that one. I don't know if it's still up there. I don't know if it's still up. Don't look at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't worry. No guys don't look at porn anymore. Honestly, uh, I I have no comment on that. And on that note, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Tamra Camera. How yes. you say the name? Go check her stuff out. Go check out more shows on WaffleButtMedia.com, and uh, subscribe to the channel. 
And like always, stay awesome.